another week, another episode of Pitch Invasion. And to those that missed us last week, we do apologize, but we're back. Don't worry, we're back and uh, trying to basically touch on pretty much everything that is happening in the world of football, both locally and abroad. My name is Loazi Zikobu. I'm Olo Makwaza, here with all the tackles from behind as usual. Well, when, when you've gone seven, seven wins out of seven games... Oh, I, what, yeah. I think, what I think we should do now is... Just, <laughs> Don't even introduce Imika. Let's just not even try to introduce Imika. By the way, congratulations on that. We, we do say congratulations and we do acknowledge that uh, Liverpool are doing okay at this stage. Thank <laughs> you very okay. much. Okay. okay, that's it. Okay. okay. Thank you okay. very much. You're listening to the Pitch Invasion Podcast, the podcast for football tribalists. <laughs> We're going to go straight into... What has been a very interesting week, uh, just a couple of hours ago, in fact, maybe about two days ago, uh, Luka Modric, once again, walking away with a big gong as far as the FIFA awards are concerned. And I think we've touched on this basically, uh, you know, enough to say that it's just not really a fine year, a great year as far as FIFA is concerned. But they have given the FIFA Best Player Award to Luka Modric. Hola, your host. You know, this is slowly, slowly becoming just, um, you know, when uh, you're in school and they always hand out those uh, thanks for coming uh, trophies, <laughs> you know, the, the, the best tried player, orange slices at the end of the game. It, yeah. It's slowly becoming that because, you know, uh, Luka Modric, look, he had a fantastic 2017, 2018, but in my opinion, 2016, 2017 Modric was, was better. better. The stats also indicate yeah. the same. And just touching on the whole ceremony, right? FIFA should actually be jailed for what they did because they had guys in the, you, you know, Coutoir won goalkeeper of the year. Oh, He's not in the world goodness. 11. Danny Alves only played, I think, a sum total of 20 games. He's the, in the right mm. back. He's the right back for team of the year. Salah. Mohamed Salah. Yeah. Salah, who's nominated there, is not, not in, in, the, the team. In, in the team. So I, I, I don't understand what was going on uh, in FIFA and the criteria and, I think it's about time that, you know, they start opening up these awards to, you know, fans and everybody across the board and not have a select panel or a select field. If they open it up to fans, Mohamed Salah will win everything. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe not to fans. We probably don't want that. But maybe at least just a, a certain percentage and just see what the fans' reaction is, what the fan votes are. Because Luka Modric really did play, I thought, okay last year. But did he play well enough to say, okay, in the Champions League, he was the most uh, instrumental guy in Real Madrid winning the Champions yeah. I think, League? I, I think, I think the reason why, the league, the reason, the I, I think the reason why Modric got the award, because remember who votes for the award? It is the national coaches, national captains, and one nominee from media from each of the, the countries yes. who are members of FIFA. So, um, you know, the, the, from the voting, uh, Modric was part of Madrid's winning the, the Champions League, but he also took Croatia, I mean, kind of inspired Croatia's run to the World Cup final. So if you look at it, I, I think that, you know, I, I was kind of surprised that there was no player from the French team making it. I think Kylian Mbappe had a phenomenal World Cup. Mm. Um, even Griezmann did very well. He really did. And did well also for, also for Atletico. But is it about the World Cup though? No, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's a combination of World Cup and whatever happened during, during the year. And, you know, from Champions League, Ronaldo, I thought, you know, if it, if it was his goal scoring, it practically dragged Real Madrid all the way to the final because they were not really spectacular this, mm. this season. Mm. However, um, you know, the, the one area where I think that there's a big problem is, you know, the, the, the fifth pro 11 is voted for by players. 
you know, I thought that FIFA should have can, kept... Can we find those players that voted for Danny Alves? <laughs> no, no, the problem... I, I need to know who those and, players and, are. Listen, and you need to understand that the FIFPRO membership, especially like most of the, the, the players' unions in Africa, yeah. are, are, you know, they either have one problem or the other, so they hardly vote because they're either suspended from FIFPRO or they have so many factions. And so the, the, the voting block... For FIFA Pro, if you look at the FIFA Pro 11 for for FIFA and UEFA, they're pretty much similar. And what you find is that I think for some of those people, they just go back into who they voted for the previous year and just copy and paste. Because Daniel Alves, Daniel Alves, you know, so not not so only terrible. not only did he not play the entire season for mm. for for, for, for PSG, he didn't go to the World Cup. Marcelo for for Real Madrid, you know, he wasn't as good as he was the previous seasons. And then in the World Cup for Brazil, it was a disaster. And here he is in that team. And then if you look at also, uh, you know, the, the center, but Varane, for me, I think, you know, deserves to be there. I would even put him on Umtiti because, yes, I, Umtiti you know, had a great, he had a great season. He had a great season for Barcelona and he had a great season it for... Seems, for, it, for, it seems for, uh, Sergio Ramos has got a, 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 a tender to be the best defender in the world. I saw no, no. I mean, remember it was as we came out and said, yes, Sergio Ramos is the best defender. No, he's not. And he's in, in, I, I don't think he is. No, no he's, he's you, not. You know, in, in Sergio Ramos' he's not, case... Even, even in the World Cup, we saw... We saw Vida for Croatia. Mm. We saw... I mean, look, as, I mean, as much as... as Monty, I mean, Sergio Ramos, Spain did not even go anywhere in the, in the World Cup. So, you know, in a World Cup year, remember I said it before, in a World yeah. Cup year, you, you've got to try and find a balance between, you know, that's the pinnacle. How, how good were you there and how good were you in the rest of the season? Yeah. And, and, and for me, that whole fifth pro... Uh, list seems like they didn't try and they find didn't try and find that. You see, for me, I, I agree. I, agree I, I, I honestly believe that. Look, in a World Cup year, right? I think the World Cup awards should be very prestigious in a World Cup year. Mm. But we cannot just rule out the rest of the season as yeah. if nothing happened. No, 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 because, no, 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 no. I know. No one is saying that because what I'm saying is that the reason why Mohamed Salah is there. By the looks of things, the optics are telling me that he's there because of his season, not because of the World Cup, yeah. and not because of the Champions League. But he had, he had right? a phenomenal season. Yes. So, so you can't, but, but, you but can't no, ignore that. There are guys that had better seasons That's than what he said. There are guys that had better seasons than Mohamed Salah. Not, not Sergio Ramos. Right? Not Sergio Ramos. Right? <laughs> of course. Definitely yeah. not, not, okay. not, not Marcelo. Uh, uh, my, my, point uh, my, my point is this, Amika, though, is that when I look at it, right, someone like Salah is there based on the season, mm. right? Not Champions League, not World Cup. But there are guys that had a better season than Salah. So that is why I'm saying in a World Cup year, find a way to separate the awards, right? Have the, yeah. Let the World Cup awards be a, a feather in the cap, something yeah. very prestigious. And then let the regular season awards uh, you know, the world play of the Apalando, yeah. all of that also come to count with the context of the season. Because well, I cannot for the life of me, right, sit here and watch Messi, who's had arguably one of his best seasons ever. I know he's had seasons where he scored 60, 70 yeah. odd goals. Mm. But in terms of performance and what those performances have contributed mm. for him as an individual and for the team, I don't think I've seen uh, many seasons like this uh, from Messi, so but it, that it, gets thrown, it, that gets, it boils, that get it boils down to in the history of the of it boils down to the votes. You know, Hazard said said there's another there's another player. Hazard said said he voted. Surprise, made the he, team. He, no, I mean Hazard had a good season. Chelsea finished better than I agree. Than, I agree. Better, look, look Chelsea Chelsea finished, the one thing you need to understand is that it's not a team award. Mm. It's an individual award, there you and go. you can you can have a player 
who has a very good season, even when his team... For instance, like, okay, like you're a Liverpool fan, okay. right? Yes. I mean, can I just say this, but yeah, yeah. you're a Liverpool fan, right? Let's take you back to when Liverpool beat AC Milan in the Champions League. How come, how come a Liverpool player did not win the Ballon d'Or that year? Why did Steven Gerrard not win the Ballon d'Or that year? So that, again, for me... You, we, we can't have FIFA saying in a World Cup year it's the World Cup mm. in Champions League it's Champions League Steven Gerrard didn't win uh, the, he, won. The, he should the have won he should, have, he should won. have won it so what so they're basing it on the context of the season why is it that every two years is the World Cup and then they'll no, change I, it I, the I tell, you, I tell you one, one of the most the season what are we doing one, one of the most controversial years was 1992 uh, the and, yeah um, Barcelona won the, won the Champions League Stoichkov mm. had a phenomenal year and then Marco Van Basten was poor the entire season. Even Euro, Euro, Euro 92 that year, he was poor. Mm. And then what happened? At the start of the 92-93 season, he went on this spree where he scored three hat-tricks, he scored so many goals, and that coincided with when they were voting. And everyone voted for Marco Van Basten, and Van Basten won the award that year. And Stoichkov blew... It, it was the same with uh, Thierry Henry, the year Arsenal went invincible. The 2004 season. Oh, yes, yes, yes. A team go undefeated in the Premier League, 38 games, and the best player of the league, the best player of that team, doesn't even at least get... A, a, it baffles me. I, I think we, we, can all agree, we can all agree that, that the, the, po the posts seem to, to keep changing each and every year, which is something that FIFA certainly need to, to uh, address because nobody... Let me not say nobody, but we've lost... There's been a lot of interest lost in these awards over the past maybe seven, eight years. A lot of interest lost and not, no one really cares as much as they maybe might have, uh, let's say maybe in 2010 or 2011. And it doesn't help as well. But they do, they do. Most people who don't agree with it, it makes for social media also It's also because, let's be honest, these things just they don't make sense. And the problem is, the more they don't make sense, the less we are getting from FIFA in trying to justify why they've made this decision. And it doesn't help, it doesn't help that both Ronaldo and Messi were missing from these particular In that regard, I think that they both were wrong. In fact, actually, I put out one tweet on, on the mm. day and I think I got uh, last time I checked yesterday, it was over 50,000. Um, Somebody's flexing. <laughs> no, no, I'm coming. I'm coming. People, they, my, my, my tweet was simple that I thought it was disrespectful for mm. both of them not to attend because over the last 10 years, they've been nominated alongside so many other uh, great footballers yeah. and, and those but guys turned up. They both can smell what's cooking in FIFA's kitchen. They both can see like, listen, no, but not, these guys are... Quite why the frankly, are gonna show did up? they deserve to, to, to win? There were years when they did not no, even no, deserve. No, okay, not even... Never mind winning, but nominate... Okay, Ronaldo, I don't know what Ronaldo's excuses. But in Messi's case, he's sitting there thinking, guys, I've just put in pound for pound one of the best seasons <laughs> you guys will ever see in your life and you guys don't even have the audacity to at least nominate me. It's, Messi's it's, case, Messi's case is mm. not helped by the fact that everyone expects him to inspire Argentina to the to the World Cup or mm. do something phenomenal in the World Cup. And you know, most people not voting for him is more out of disappointment than than you know whether or not yes, he was yes, a good yes, player. Yes, or not. Yes, Marche, yes, Marche on on you know, Messi. I think as 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 a football loving public in general, we we expect him to be Lionel Messi every single game. And when he's not Messi and he's still the best player in the world, but still not Messi level, we're just like, ah, no, it's not Messi. Because Messi's Messi, Messi when Messi touches Lionel Messi godlike performances, guys, football makes no sense whatsoever. We can all agree on that. But when Messi drops a level to being just a regular footballer, but still the 
best of the regular footballers, that's when we just like... Oh, I, I think he's still the best uh, player in the world. I, I mean, Rosa, I'll yes, give you an example, yes, right? Yes. Let Lionel Messi put up the numbers that Eden Hazard put, produces, yeah, yeah. right? Let, I, I just want to know what the world is going to say. You're mm. used to all this 40 goals yeah. a season. That's exactly, that's so exactly my point. Let Messi mm. finish fifth, no, no trophies. Yeah. Okay, get to the World Cup semi-final, yeah. whatnot. But let Messi give you the numbers that Eden Hazard is giving you. And let's see how the yeah. world reacts then. Because and, Eden Hazard yeah. is considered one of the best, right? And it, rightfully it, so. For me, for me, is. for me, he's, he's And I'm not going to deny that. But he's what I'm saying is that on a number standpoint, yeah. right? I know everybody's going on about, oh, is this the end of the Messi and, and Ronaldo? Um, I'm glad you touched on that because yeah. I was going to ask that. Well, like I said, I'm going to answer that by saying the day Messi puts up the numbers that Hazard puts up, mm. the number that Kane, the numbers that Kane Lewandowski puts up. Yeah. Give me a call, mm. right? Because if you're saying Messi scoring 48 instead of 50, mm. is this the end of the Messi run? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think that, that um, they both have maybe another two, three seasons. Yeah. Um, of giving us the same Why not same four policy. five? Maybe. maybe. Roger, Roger Federer, 37, just won two Grand Slams. I mean, Tiger Woods is back just, as well. Yeah, Tiger Woods is back. Yeah, but, I, but I'm just saying that, I'm just saying that, you know, there are, you know, a few others knocking on the door. Didn't, didn't Mateus, uh, Lotro Mateus, I think that's something ridiculous, like 36 or something. Right, uh, I, I could be yeah, wrong. I could be wrong. Mateus played continuously for about twenty. He played continuously. But he was at Euro. Him and Polo, Polo Maldini. I think they, they were both almost like they played forever. Yeah, yeah. they played no, they forever. Did. Yeah, they did. Do you know what I mean? So, and at the highest level, on top of yes, that. So, yes. all I'm going to say is this. I know I'm repeating this, but you know the numbers that Messi puts up. Right, people like Hazard, Kane, Lewandowski. Not Robert, they, they haven't even touched those Messi, numbers. Messi and but Ronaldo if, will score. But if Messi and Ronaldo, yeah, let them ever put up those numbers that those guys do, have, have a, everybody have a, will be ready to have a season where they score twelve goals and assist eight times, and that be their best season. If yeah, yeah, no, 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 if, no, you're if, going too far. Mohamed Salah had a great season last season. <laughs> Up until last week, people were already on his case, saying, oh, yes, you know, he's I'm not doing whatever. But funny yeah. enough, someone... Now imagine, some, that's just four games. Someone, four games. Someone produced stats that showed that, you know... He's still creating the most number the same of chances. Team, the yeah. same, he's still getting the same numbers chances. that yeah. he's got. Yeah. That's but, got Messi and Ronaldo's case, that is, it's that literally every possession of the game. Yeah. Messi or Ronaldo could lose the ball. Oh, no. There's a sign. There's a sign. Look, I understand UEFA are trying to... Uh, look... I, I may be going too far by saying this. I'm not sure, but it seems like they're trying to usher in a post-Messi and Ronaldo era. And my problem is that they're forcing it. They're yeah, shoving it down exactly. our throats by giving us Modric as yeah. our best player. If, for example, right, if Salah had won the Champions League with the numbers that he had, mm. right, and at least did it for... Okay, maybe let's say Kane or some or Lewandowski did something similar the next season. Mm. Then that's okay, guys. We've gone two seasons now without, without Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah. We might be onto something. Yeah. But until those guys literally diminish their performance, nah, they, they, goals it's, not, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. In I'm next, sorry. In the do next not season. come and tell me this is the post. Not going to happen. So, so we we all agree that there's none of this post Messi. No, Ronaldo, no, yeah. no. They still no. very much run the show. No. And speaking of Lionel Messi, there was a, a rather amusing uh, little quip from. One, Danny Osvaldo, if you don't know who yeah. that is, I don't blame you, but it's okay. <laughs> Danny Osvaldo, uh, Imika, says that Messi's life is hell and that Messi lives in a, a golden prison, basically. 
Um, it's a difficult um, call, but, but I think he has a point. Mm. You know, because it's not easy to be to be messy. Diego Maradona had the same kind of yeah. of um, you know expectations yeah. when when he was playing, and uh, you know, quite frankly, Messi is just special. He's, he's um, we're going to remember him for for so many things, and for me, yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't have to win the World Cup because I mean, I you can you can only win the World Cup if you have the supporting cast. Mm. As good as Pele was, every time he won the World Cup in '58 and '70. The players around him, mm. you know, were so, such great qualities that people don't talk about them. But every time you go and watch those, those clips, you realize that maybe even he wasn't even the, even the best player in that team. Mm. So with Messi, Messi is surrounded by players who don't work half as hard as he does. Yeah. In, in 86, when Maradona won the World Cup, the coach had to drop all the players who were not producing and build a team that was ready to work, work with him. Yeah. That hasn't happened for him. So... You know, let, let's 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 give him a break. I, I I agree, I agree. But I mean, in terms of his social life, or like, do you think he 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 he? I mean, he's what thirty one now, thirty thirty one, I think. Yeah. Do you think he he even cares about you know the the, the limelight? I mean, based on what we've seen for the last twelve years of his career. I, I mean, if you look at his career, um, you know, I follow both Messi and Ronaldo on Instagram. You, you can see the difference between the mm. two. You know. Uh, it's more of like a superstar, the lifestyle of a superstar. The other guy lives like the life of a manager of a superstar. <laughs> Behind the scenes, you don't see much. Very reserved. I think, I think, the, I think, the, I think the best so, we've seen of Messi appearing to be social was that campaign for, for Turkish airline where him and Kobe Bryant seem to be oh, flying yes, around yes, everywhere yes. And, taking, <laughs> and taking selfies. And I, you know what? It's a strange thing that because, you know, in the era that we live in now with social media, everybody yeah. wants to see what you're doing, you know, who you're dating, yeah. where you ate, you, what cars you drive. And I think, you know, that's what made it strange about the Luka Modric uh, appeal is mm. that, you know, Luka Modric doesn't have that star appeal that Messi or Ronaldo yeah. has. So, yeah. you know, when you look at the fan vote as to even the players themselves, you know, where, you know, you know, they got the inclination to give mm. it to Modric because that does have an impact yeah, on, no, um, you know, the way you sway people, you know, who you are as a person. So I think in Messi's case, look, he is who he is. Uh, nothing is going to change. Yeah. And I don't think I'd want to be in that guy's shoes. I mean, I can imagine the the weight of already wearing number 10 for Argentina. Yeah. That already in itself is weight. And I, I and, can and, imagine... And, and taking the number 10 shirt from the Ronaldinho team is one nil down. Yeah. And there are five minutes left. You know what I mean? You're not asking for... You're not asking Luis Suarez, Dembele or Rakitic to come up with something. Yeah. Only one guy is expected yeah. to do something. That must be, um, you know, living in a golden prison. So but he, I, mean, I don't he, want that. I think to a large extent, Lionel Messi, you know, my, the difference between Lionel Messi and, and Ronaldo is that with Ronaldo, you can see a guy who works on his craft. For Messi, it comes naturally. Yeah. Mm. You know, and I, I still remember a few years ago when there was a Champions League against against Bayern Munich where just his sheer body movement and Boateng was, the, was scrambling all over, oh, the, all over I, the place. You know, that, I, was, that was the day I, I made up my mind that, you know, this guy do you remember, he's, he's the best player. Remember the same season, the, the, the game against Manchester City where he didn't score, Lionel Messi, but yes. he was... Magnificent. I think Pep he was, was even in the stands, yes, like losing yes. his mind. That he was so good. I literally got goosebumps in that game. So when he did that against Boateng, I was just like, well, it's just, you know, when, when again, when Lionel Messi decides that I'm going to be on God mode today, 
there's literally no defender, no. Look system. at the goal. Look at the goal against Ni- against Nigeria in the World Cup. Oof. I've watched that goal over and over. If he delayed one second, the mm. defender will close down on him. But he, yeah. he, what he did was he controlled the ball with his thigh, pulled it forward with his mid air, mid air. I don't think most people know yes. that. Mid air, <laughs> and then and then he shot with his weaker foot, right foot. You know, almost without t- like he didn't have to think about what he, what he was going to do. Yeah. That's how good he is. He's like the ball is glued to. Look, I've seen players. Okay, to a, to an extent, I think maybe Maradona sometimes. Because mm. you know, I remember when I was a kid, I watched Maradona play against England at Wembley. He went literally. But the goal that he scored in that World Cup, mm. he scored one before. Okay, so he didn't score. But against England, he went past everybody. Went past. Yeah. Went past. It was Clemens in goal, not Shilton, and just went past the post that narrowly. So I wasn't surprised when he when he did that. But yeah. but with 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 Pele, you know, you need to watch some 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 clips from from uh, I think 1970, where you know he went past Uruguay's keeper once, and then the keeper net was empty and he he and missed. He shot the shot wide. You know, those players, players like Pele, Maradona, Messi, or Cruyff. Sometimes when you see how you don't, those those kind of players come once in their life, and we're just lucky to have both him and, and Ronaldo in this era. The difference with Ronaldo is that. Ronaldo f- tries to force his. Yeah, no, he he he, he does. <laughs> he really does. He does. He does. But uh, it's 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 uh, as as Imika does say. It's, it's uh, it really is a blessing to watch both. Uh, you know, still very much at the peak of their powers. Uh, you know, on the other side of thirty. But to someone who's still very much in the peak of their powers, but uh, still young enough to make a huge impact in the world game, is Mohamed Salah. But here's the thing, and we touched on this with Ola uh, before we started. It feels very much, Imika, as if FIFA are doing both Salah and the African continent favors by just firstly, you know, giving him a lot of spotlight. And let's, let's be honest, he does deserve it based on what he did last season. But his Pushkas Award, do you agree with it? Um, the Pushkas Award is always difficult to... to uh, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Amika, just also... Give... It's not a gift. <laughs> I know it's a Liverpool. Player. Listen, listen. But just the question. Okay, okay let, me, let, let me let me be very very um, clear. If I was going to choose a goal, the best goal of that of that of the year, I'll uh-huh. take the goal from I think it was Australia, where the guy who flicked it over, flicked his it head. over his head. Right. Yeah. But now you know the reason I'm saying, you know, last season Oscarine scored a goal. Should have should have won. won. Yep. But who won? Olivier Giroud. Yes, he had this fantastic goal, but because he's an Arsenal player, the fans voted for him. Mm. Mohamed Salah got over a million votes in the Egyptian presidential election and he wasn't even a candidate. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, you know, it's a... You know what my take is with that goal, right? First of all, um, it wasn't even Salah's best goal this season. Yeah, exactly. The, the one against Roma, Roma yes, I, I, I thought was much better than yeah. that, right? And, you know... Again, I don't know, FIFA, someone will need to explain. I, I don't know what's in the water. It's not FIFA, it's right? the it's, it's fans. Um, it's a, it was a fans vote. Well, Amika, well, then, come on. Well, then FIFA, come on, FIFA Amika. need to step in. Come on, Amika. FIFA need to step in. There are in. fans in the world that actually do know football. <laughs> and they will tell you that Mohamed Salah's goal is bang on average. How many, time, right? how, how many times have we seen it, Itumile Kune win awards in South Africa? Because Kazakhstan's fans vote the most. <laughs> no, it's no. Right. I think I think, I think that FIFA need to step in and 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 decide not to 
open that that particular award to fans because look we've got more than enough goals in the calendar year that are better than Salah's goal including Salah's goals himself Justin Salah's goal you will, against Cape Town City you will never was it, was yes. it, was it yes, Cape yes, Town City yes, 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 yes. Justin yes. Chonga's goal yes. was Chipper was Chipper was it Chipper, Chipper. Yes, 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 yes Justin Chonga's goal against Chipper mm. was better than some yeah. of the goals that they what about Niang a few years ago from for Super Sport United where he shot yes. from, from Jordan Hack the, so, point, the point that I'm making mm. is that you know when FIFA had the player of the century they had two votes. One vote was, you know, like the technical people yeah. and all that. And everybody voted for Pelé. And then they, they put out an online vote and people voted for, for Diego Maradona. Yeah. The point is that, you know, we cannot change the rules now. Mm. The pushcast has always been voted by players. One season, Neymar won it. His goal wasn't the best goal. Mm. So, you know, whether you like it or not. Now, now, you see, yeah, that's where my... This is a conspiracy theory now. That's where, you see... You brought Neymar game. I remember when Neymar won that. I, I was also like just perplexed. <laughs> I'm now thinking that FIFA are just rigging the, uh, especially the Puskas. And there's a marketing strategy behind them. They try push, to push a push, specific player. To push Salah. No, I don't think, I don't think so. To push I, I don't think, I don't think because, so. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Salah because, won. Who did Salah win against? Right. Um, Lionel Messi's goal was nominated. Gareth Bale's, Bale's goal was nominated. Yes. Even Ronaldo's vote, vote, uh, goal was mm. nominated. They all have more more fans on social media. But guess what? Mohamed Salah yes. has got so an army. Worst, the worst goal but, of of but, of those nominees won. Exactly. It's got an army. What else could the agenda be, right? Yeah. Because no. even it's the same thing with Oscar Reen when he scored the bicycle kick. Yeah. You know, I I smelled that something was going to happen when you know the awards were in London. Giroud was nominated. Yeah. Because and then I he think, ended up winning it. Let's no, be honest. Let's no. be honest. No. Even you know, if even even. even Afri- African fans, African fans in yeah. South Africa, who are Arsenal fans, will vote for Giroud. I didn't. That's <laughs> I didn't. No, but they will. I didn't. See, that's the problem then. So then, FIFA, as FIFA, you can't allow for 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 that to happen because an Arsenal fan will always vote for an Arsenal Let player. Perc- Do you know how I many Arsenal fans are in Asia? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, so it doesn't at make least sense. Get, get, get a fair yeah. balance. Get everybody. Yeah. Maybe let's say thirty percent will be. Fans, 30, well, I can't even trust FIFA's technical guys to vote anymore. So I, <laughs> you know, let it be a, a fair balance which, of people voting, which, not which, just you know one side being an overwhelming majority. Before we quickly uh, go to a break, which of the goals that were nominated should have won? Honestly, mm-hmm. I think Gareth Bale should have won a Champions League goal. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't remember his name, but I think the goal where the, the guy flipped the ball over his yeah. head for me that was a difficult technique mm-hmm. to execute. People say Ronaldo and Bale. Yes, we, you can play a bicycle kick, but to actually flip the ball over your head while running, mm. you know, the guy was almost in the box. And mm. how he how he even thought? No, I could see. You it's almost like, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't disagree. Okay, well, uh, I think we we again we all agree unanimously that uh, yeah, there's something there, that there at FIFA that needs to change and needs to change very quickly because I think they will not remember 2018 with uh, any fond memories. We're gonna take a short break when we be when we do come back. Rather, we're gonna look at the MTN8 final coming up. Supersport can put you in a front row seat to the best football leagues this season. Catch every Premier League, UEFA Champions League, UEFA Nations League, AMSA Premiership and La Liga match live. And now, it's the only place to watch every minute of the Serie A on Supersport 9. Get your front row seat and watch all the football that matters. Only on Supersport. 
Welcome back uh, to Pitch Invasion. And I wish you could have heard what we we're talking about uh, while we were on break. It was really gold as far as football is concerned. But we're going to move on to the MTN8 and the final. That's what the weekend belongs to in South African football. Super Sports United up against Cape Town City once again. And Imika, I was talking to a friend of mine, I think it was just yesterday, and we were looking at how many cup finals Supersport United have played in, in the last, let's say, four seasons. And it's, it's actually ridiculous how many they've played. I, I, I think they are, they are the most successful South African club in, in recent times. Mm. And, and not necessarily for how many they've won, but just how consistent they are. They're very consistent, you know, they, yeah. they, they always find a way to get into, into a cup final. And you know, if, you look, if, you take, if you go all the way back, even before they won those three yeah. titles... They also with pizza they got to to cup final. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. So yeah. you know, um, I, you know, I have a very strong feeling that they're going to beat beat Cape Town City again. Um, only, I'm sorry, mostly because they, they they've come into this tournament almost like like they've mastered what they need to do. Yeah. To get results, they haven't been too flamboyant in the way no, they no, played, <laughs> but they've they've just they just have a way, mm. you know, with these cup games. Um, two, two seasons ago when they lost that cup final, yeah. you would think that, you know, something was missing, but, you know, from last season, they've just, on a different level when it comes to the cup competition. It seems that they're using the experience to, to good effect, and I guess it doesn't help uh, Cape Town City's cause that they are playing in a couple of days, because it's been a, a pretty turbulent two weeks for, for yeah. Cape Town City since, uh, you know, losing to Chiefs, uh, the 4-1, uh, Benny McCarthy having a few too many words to say post-match, and, you know, I think he's probably going to be fined yet again by, by, by uh, the league. But it, it, it does not seem as if, you know, it's going terribly well for, Benny, for, for Benny's, Cape Town City. Benny's learned too much from his mentor, Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think so. Look, I, I think, to be honest with you, I think Benny's still in that uh, honeymoon phase with uh, Cape Town City. Mm. And I don't think Cape Town City have set Benny a mandate to, you know, I don't think there's, in the boardroom they said, okay, Benny, uh, here's how many trophies or we expect this mm. season. I think uh, the Benny McCarthy move was, um, you know, a high risk, um, sorry, low risk, high reward for Cape Town City. They're getting an experienced guy. And I think for a team that's also uh, rebranded itself from what it used to be, yeah. I think Benny, with his expertise, you know, is bringing in a professional sort of setup because that's what, if you look at the other team in Cape Town, <laughs> Ix Cape Town, <laughs> that's what they were lacking, hence they they find themselves where they were. So I yeah. think what Benny is going to bring is like a professional setup with his experience abroad. Now, going into the final, um, they've got nothing to lose, to be honest with you. For a, a new, relatively new team, back-to-back mm. uh, -back finals. And I think Benny would have learned from this, would have seen his mistakes. Last year, he probably would have been a bit too shy, gone for a conservative approach. And yeah. I think this time, he's going to go all out, all out offensive. And he's got the players this time. This time, he actually has the players to take it to super sport. Mm. So I don't think Supersport are going to have it all their way this year, despite being defending champions. And I actually do predict Cape Town City will win this quite comfortably. Okay. And um, uh, it'll, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be great. I think it's going to be a comfortable it'll, listen, win. It'll, be, be it'll be great if, if, if they win. Uh, my problem is just Benny's mentality. Mm. Uh, I think that, look, he's brought a lot to, to the game as a whole in South Africa as a coach, which, if you recall a few weeks ago, I said, look, it was a good example for our players when they go out um, to, to Europe. You know, if we can bring back a few of them, you know, as coaches, it will help the, the level of the game because a lot of this mentality of, you know, the ski and getting the, you know, to, to entertain. Mm. I think Benny um, has got a, a much more progressive uh, mindset. However, I, I still think that, that you know, Super Sport United will be 
because most of the United seem to be like on, on autopilot when it comes to this cop. <laughs> That's not a lie. That's not a lie. But I think it's very interesting that that you know one feels as if that one team is going to win and the other feels the other is going to win. But here's my question though: who who needs this the the most? Who who who's under more pressure to win? Um, look, Cape Town City need this uh, mm. more than SuperSport, right? They don't have trophies. <laughs> and, uh, right? I, but I, I, think but I, I don't think they, despite them needing it, I don't think the pressure is on them. And remember, remember also with yeah, that's a, that's a with, very interesting take with, with, with SuperSport United, the decision to go with Caetano mm. as coach, this is his chance to prove that. He, because you know, remember last season when when uh, they were playing in, in Africa, at the point he was leading the team in Africa and yeah. doing mm. pretty well. Um, while Tink Tinkler was more focused on, and wasn't even Tinkler initially, was was uh, Baxter. Baxter, mm. and then you know, ultimately, you know, he he gets put in the in this year. If he wins this, then it's it's also like a like a good sign to say yeah. you know you can trust uh, young coaches. Um, so that makes for for what would be a good final for me, quite frankly. If, if if Cape Town win, I think it would be great because we we need to have uh, some kind of football uh, vibe back to the city of Cape Town yeah. because you know it seems almost as if everything is down down here, not rather than you know mm. um, still by the coast. Then. You know, you still, said still, something still. that's quite interesting there, Mika. That I just want to touch on. I, I think whoever does win. Like you said, uh, young coaches, it's a big win for South African football. Yes. Because, you know, I don't know what the average ages of our, of our coaches <laughs> over the last uh, 10, yeah, 15 years yeah, in Bafana right. Bafana. But maybe, you know, these guys, uh, hopefully they do well, you know, later in the season. But maybe we start looking at these guys and saying, you know, uh, in the future, Bafana Bafana rolls. You know, can yeah. we just... Can we give them a chance? Can we just give them a crack and let's see what they can do? Because, I mean, a 30-game season that we have in South Africa, right? You've seen what Benny can do. He's done well. Mm. Gaetano obviously is starting and he seems like and he Pizzo, can do well. As well. I mean, how many international games are there in a year? Probably about 10. You yeah. play max 10, less. right? Sometimes even six. Sometimes even less. So you'd have more time to prepare and uh, scout your players and get a team ready. So I would like to see these guys go further this year in, in league and more trophies hoping that, you know, Bafana, if uh, the Baxter experiment, mm. the, the, the second coming of Baxter <laughs> doesn't work out, can we see if maybe we can get one of these guys or maybe somebody else younger into the frame? I'm glad, I'm glad you touch on, on, on what's good for South African football. And I think we can all agree that Cape Town City and Supersport United deserve to be in the final. And because of, of, of just their ties to the South African game, we, we expect a very, very good uh, final. And uh, I can tell you two teams that aren't in the final, so we'll be sitting and watching as uh, the rest of us will be Kaza Chiefs and Orlando Pirates, but uh, certainly won't be complaining, Amika, because things at the moment are seemingly going very well for both these Soweto Giants. Maybe they've learned from, because I mean, the, in the in the, <laughs> in the MTN 8, they were both, you know, like totally blown away. That's true. You know, and, and ever since, I think it seems like that they've learned from, from those, those defeats, mm. because um, after those defeats, both and, about super sport, and also yes, and also yeah. also the the whole drama about uh, Kaiser saying that uh, you know his coach was not his yeah. his, his yeah. first choice. But it looks like after that, suddenly you know Chiefs have, has gone on a run where they mm. they won uh, three matches in, three in, matches in, in, in a, a row, week, which yeah. we haven't seen them do in a long yeah. in a long it's while. So 
it's great for South African football to have Chiefs and Pirates once more in the conversation because then we're going to see the kind of games we talked about um, off, off air, you know, uh, Chiefs versus versus Sundowns or, or Chiefs versus Supersport or versus Cape Town. Those games are becoming more and more um, in- interesting. Like we saw, we saw yeah. the games where Cape Town played against Paris and Chiefs. And Chiefs, yeah. You know, yeah. those were those were more competitive games than 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 we've seen in a long while. What's 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 changed at Chiefs? What's what do you think has changed? I mean, three three wins in, I in think a space of a week. Done now well. They've sewn up at the back. Yeah. You know, Chiefs were leaking in goals. Yeah. And uh, they would take a lead, and then somehow you know they'd lose the lead, go on to draw mm. or lose. And it seems like they've tightened up at the back. And f- speaking on both teams, which is also a good thing for South African soccer because. This is something that we're struggling to find. There are goals. That's These very teams true. are scoring goals. Yeah. And that's why I, I personally cannot wait for the next derby. I mean, the last derby uh, was electric. Mm. And I know we always uh, see people predicting nil-nil or boring 1-0 or 1-1. Yeah. But I mean, we got goals last year and both these teams are scoring this season. So it's setting up for an interesting derby. But, you know, going forward, um, what I like, I must say, about Pirates is that they are they have more than one source of supply mm. in terms of attacking options, you know. As much as he might think he's the... He's got plenty of attacking he's options. He's got so many yeah. attacking options. And, you know, now, you know, we're seeing um, some of them even getting um, a call-up to the national mm. team. So it's always good for South African football, like Amika said, or any uh, country in the world. You know, you go to Argentina, you know, if River Plate and Boca Juniors mm. are up there, everybody for Argentine good, football. Yeah. Uh, we haven't had it in Stag- England Stag- in a while. Stag- Stag- Tiger Woods and, and golf. You know, anywhere now you've got Tiger Woods with golf. So it's always good. So to have them playing well, scoring goals, it sets up for a good. I think, I think Mitchell, Mitchell last season took Pirates pirate close. very close. Yeah, they were very close. Yeah. And I think that they pushed you know, he, right to the Mitchell end. is a very smart coach. I think, you know, he's gradually getting, getting this team. You know, almost it's taking them like almost five years to get back to the level he's that we saying, saw. He's saying at the moment though that he's not quite happy with where the team is. So it's, it's, I mean, it's a scary sort of prospect if 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 we were to imagine that there's more to come. More to come, yes. Side. I mean, Serena yeah. said the same thing uh, yeah. the other day, saying that. I, but you know, can understand with him. And I think, and I think, I think with, with Chiefs, we've seen two of their signings really, really step up. Mm. Billiards and the Godfrey Wallace Simbu. Oh yes, yes. You know, he's yeah. he's yeah. I mean he's he was like a late signing and you know the question he's was always very really, comfortable. He's so comfortable. I mean he's, he's very comfortable. Uh, I mean I enjoyed watching him when he was in yeah. Kenya but I must say that he it seems like he's made for for the PSL. Oh, okay, well, uh, so things going very rosily uh, at the moment for both Chiefs and Pirates. Uh, Pirates top of uh, the league standings. Chiefs, uh, I think, about a point behind. So uh, we're certainly looking forward to uh, seeing how both teams fare in the build-up to that uh, Soweto derby later on next month. makes us better rivalry this is the absa premiership things not quite as rosy at old trafford and uh, i wish i had a man united fan sitting here to actually tell us a bit oh, more boy. because both Paula and Emika will have their blinkers on when they're talking about United at this particular moment. I, right? I don't have blinkers on, I have gloves on. <laughs> let, 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 me, let me get straight to it, right? Let me get straight to it, okay? 
I said this, I think, in our very first podcast. Yeah. And one of the questions were, you know, Pogba coming back, having won a World Cup, how does Mourinho... Mm. And I said that the captain, the captaincy was just a token. I think it was instructed on a Mourinho that yeah. give Pogba the captaincy yeah. and try patch things up. Look, Jose Mourinho, un- unfortunately, he just doesn't get it at Manchester United. He just does not get it and the worst part of it is that you know having been knocked out now by Derby mm. now there's a case against him you know where you can't just convict somebody yeah. you know you, you need to get a case going right it's now adding on they're just building a case and the case and every file is just every page that's added to that file is making the case mm. thicker and I think when it comes to it if push comes to shove they might have to get rid of Jose Mourinho mm. because, you know, it's it's always easier getting rid of a coach than getting rid of a player. I mean, yeah. you just signed Pogba for 100 million euros. Mm. You're not going to get rid of him so soon. Yeah. And the problem with Jose Mourinho, just like uh, Pogba, you know, said, um, this time is quite forward. Mm. Attack, attack, attack. Yeah. There's, Especially when you're playing at home. There's absolutely Especially no way that home. Manchester United, with the attacking weapons they have, Jose cannot find a solution. Mm. He hasn't made Alexis Sanchez work. Mm. He hasn't made Lukaku better. He definitely has not made Pogba better. Mm. He's not using his... Uh, what's happened to Rashford? Mm. Rashford was supposed to be... Wasn't Rashford yeah. like the, the, the Mbappe before the Mbappe? Yeah. That's not happening. <laughs> we Martial don't know what's happening with Martial. Yeah. He actually hasn't taken these players to the next level. And when you look across the city... And you see what Pepper's done with Sane, what he's done to Sterling, mm. what he's done to Gabriel Jesus. I, I, I'm not surprised United fans are irate and looking at this and thinking, man, we're actually not moving forward. But, but at, and I mean, they're behind Arsenal. Let's, let's, look, at, let's look at Mourinho's record, you know, ever since he's, he's come into the fore. Um, even, even Porto uh, into Chelsea uh, the first time. Did, did Mourinho have a... a, a an ability to bring up the best in, in younger players. He, he's never uh, had. Well, that. look, look. Even even at Porto, he had he had players who were who were much younger that, mm. in that team. The problem with Mourinho is he's got two two things that used to work for him before. One is the siege mentality. He mm. gets everybody all riled up. Opponents, team, his his own team, yeah. his coaching staff. He we saw with the doctor at Chelsea. You know, at, at Madrid, they had to practically force him. Because Madrid usually do not like to be, to be defensive. Mm. The, their DNA is attack, attack, attack. And like he said earlier, I mean, you've got a, a team that has so many great attacking talent. Mm. And United at, at their best when, at their best when they attack. Yeah. And even under Alex Ferguson, they played on the front foot. You can't go to Manchester United. You're playing at home. You're playing against a team that you have, you have this team role, and you set up. You know, and Fellaini needs when, to come on Mika, in the night. Here's when time to come and hit again. Here's when I knew we weren't gonna, United weren't going to win the game against Wolves. When we started our midfield with Fred, Pogba, and Fellaini. And I'm just like, whoa, come on, wait. Why do we need two defensive midfielders when you play against Wolves? Why can't you have the one <coughs> Pogba and then have. Mm-hmm. An extra attacker on the pitch. You know, why can't you? You know, the other thing that Mourinho is betraying at Old Trafford, to be honest with you, is to appease the fans. Mm. You know, because I, I think, um, Lozzy, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know that Man United fans are investors, uh, they're shareholders in the club to some extent. <laughs> to some extent, right? Yeah. They're, they're major shareholders, right? So, you, you know, they. 
they are shareholders, so please them too. So if they want attacking football, mm. it's to your best interest. LVG found that out sooner than you know uh, than yeah. anybody, and Moyes as well. Appease the fans as well, right? And that's how you get by. And I think Jose Mourinho, we, we've probably missed this, but there's a timeline. And Amika touched on something from Real Madrid. Mm. Chelsea with the situation with the, the doctor, yeah. how that was handled. The fact that Chelsea eventually uh, nearly got relegated, he got fired, mm. and now he's here at Manchester United. Guys, maybe we don't want to admit it, but you know this is probably, um, I don't want to say the beginning of the end, but I think Jose Mourinho... You know, he's losing his power. I, I, I have to agree. I think I think we did touch on this off air as well that modern football has just moved on from Jose Mourinho and the, his the past, In the past, he, he used to get away with it because yeah. of the quality of coaches that they, you have there. So, you know, at the point, once his team is right up there, mm. some of the other, other guys are so afraid when they come up against, against him. Yeah. Unfortunately, now in the Premier League, you've got not just the money, you've got teams now attracting really good quality coaches because some of the coaches come in and they go to lower teams mm. because they are. They are expecting that they will get a job. I mean, look at the coach, you know, going from Watford mm. uh, or Hall initially, almost really getting them going to Watford, uh, and then suddenly, mm. yeah, yeah. and then suddenly he's at he's at Everton, yeah. which is a big club. Mm. If he does well there, he's got a chance. Tomorrow he could be yeah. coach of Manchester United or Can some I other make team. A bold prediction. Yeah, Man United are playing West Ham away from home. Mm. Okay, if Jose Mourinho does not win that game. I think he'll be sacked. And I'll tell you why. Because Zidane is still in London. Please. Zidane, after the best awards, he's still shopping around. He's in London. That game happens to be in London with Man United. Don't be surprised if you see him in the the stars. Can you see where I'm going with this? The stars are aligned. I will not be surprised. They look at it and say, look, guys, Zidane took over halfway into the season. Madrid ended up winning the Champions League. There's still a long season yeah. to go. We're still in the Champions League. There's still the FA Cup. Get rid of this guy now. It's poisonous. Uh, the, fa- the the players will but take they, but him they're to not, the they're not, they're not far from the top of the, of the Exactly. Well, which is exactly that's my point. point. That's, that's exactly point. my yeah. point. Why yeah. you would get rid of him now. Because, you know, the fans will take him to Zidane like they did in Madrid. Very quick. I mean... Th- Three Champions Leagues in a row. How can you not? And it's the great Look, Zidane. 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 One good thing about Zidane, just like we're seeing now with Steven Gerrard at Rangers and Frank Lampard now at, at Derby County, these are players who, as good as they were, they were never about the limelight and, and whatever. Yeah. And you see, they bring that into coaching. Yeah. Zidane. He was never, I mean, you see him even on, on the touchline, he's not as animated as no, you want isn't. him to be. And he always wants the players to take all the glory, despite the fact that he was a big player. And then you find, you know, I was saying, yes, he did that. After, after the United game, I was saying that, you know, I, I won't be surprised if in the next three years, both Frank Lampard and Steve Gerrard are amongst the, the top coaches in the Premier League because they, they come in with, with so much pragmatism that it's it's becoming really, really... Uh, exciting to see. And Mourinho's, Mourinho's yeah. time is for I me. Think Mourinho's, is, Mourinho's time is definitely almost done. And yeah. it doesn't help him that in this case at United, uh, everyone agrees that it's not the squad, it's not the players. It it's not that he doesn't have the quality. He's not playing to Give it. Pep. Give, now, give that team to Pep and they'll be, yeah. and I think they'll be champions. And I think that's pretty much all you need to say about the, the, the current United squad. It's, it's, it's got the quality. It's just perhaps it is time for the coach to go. When he's the best player is the goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> for how many seasons? Anyway, uh, there's a big game coming up this weekend top up against joint second and uh, i'm gonna go with uh, Emika. i have to uh, your team six out of six traveling to the bridge 
can you guys do it? I think they can. Mm. Uh, I mean, usually Liverpool are, are much better when they play against teams their strengths or yeah. the teams around their, their areas because to, to the advantage this season, unlike the, the past couple of seasons where they, where you had Conte and Mourinho who were more conservative. Yeah. I mean, Mauricio Sarri, he's, he likes to attack and then he doesn't have Conte Sitting, sitting back. Kante um, is having the best time of his he's life. Ha- he's, he's, ha- he's having fun. I, I mean, I, I was watching a highlight, uh, some highlights. He had, he had so many chances during, during the award. Yeah, yeah. Award show. There was a highlight of him in the World Cup where he was actually <laughs> dribbling four players. And I'm thinking, you know, this guy's having fun. Conte, for me, unless Sari decides to put him back, yeah, uh, they're gonna have a, half, a, a hard time uh, coping with this Liverpool team because. If you go out all out attack against Liverpool, you know, you're gonna get just one thing from them. And one thing we've seen with Klopp this season, especially like in the last game, um, is how pragmatic he's become, you know, pulling out Shakiri. Oh yes, yes, yes. You know, Bring and in, uh, you know, initially I thought Shakiri yeah. was injured, but like at halftime, you tell a guy who has been the best player on the field, you know, go and sit down. It says that he's learned because, you know, and that's one one thing that you know we haven't seen with Mourinho and the rest of them. Is the ability of all of these coaches to learn from yeah. certain things that they've done. And, and, and we see with Pep as well. Yeah. And, and be Sarri. actually proactive while the game is going on as well. Yes. You know? like, so so he's, he's been, I mean, he keeps Keita on the bench yeah. and suddenly uh, Georgino Wijnaldum who, you know, used to to be almost hidden in the game. He's now yeah. almost like the, the outstanding, mm-hmm. outstanding performer. And then James Milner, I don't know what he's on, but yeah, he's eating. He's, yeah, he's, he's a easy. vampire. Yeah, he's <laughs> <easy>. <laughs> <laughs> they just check his pulse and see if he's going to shed I mean, Emika makes a very good point that if, if Chelsea if Chelsea go into this game and say, we want to try and match Liverpool pound for pound going forward, they, they will suffer. So do you think that Sadi's going to be a bit more pragmatic? You know where Sadi's uh, problem is, right? It's up front. Mm. He doesn't have a striker. You know, uh, I know, he, I think the Morata experiment, guys, even from last <laughs> season and the beginning of this yeah. season. But Giroud always kind of scores against Liverpool. He always scores against Liverpool, but yeah. that was but for do, different do, do you expect Giroud, right? do you expect Giroud so, to, to bully honestly, uh, someone like Van Dijk? I, 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 uh, no. sure. I think Giroud is going to start. Yeah. I think Sarri has given uh, Morata more than enough time and right now these are the crunch games where you cannot play on sentiment you have to yeah. play on performance because yeah. the context of this game like I said with the Tottenham Liverpool game what happened with Tottenham after that game boom they lost another one yeah. so you know it, it, it shapes these big games when they're so early same with Arsenal mm. lost against uh, City boom they went and lost against Chelsea mm. the very next week so yeah. as early as these games are they actually have a bearing on the season yes because now if you are liverpool sorry if you are chelsea to lose at home mm. and then you still have to go to uh to, to um, anfield to anfield yeah. that's not going to be easy so there's I, I, a lot of pressure there's one there's on, one advantage they on have chelsea if, if chelsea because um, unfortunately we have to do this podcast before the the carabao cup game because they, they yes. both, both teams play both. play before yeah. before that game if Chelsea, if I was Chelsea, I'll put out a strong team and actually try and not lose that game. Because in, in the, the danger with, with Carabao Cup, which Arsenal used to suffer before, is Ovenga decides to rest his first team and plays uh, you know, another team and they get hammered. And then psychologically, this seeps into the the other team. Mm. And you know, it happened with them against Man City. They played Man City back to back and he thought, yes, yes. Yeah. you know, so, you know, the danger is always uh, to say, oh no, this is a lesser cup, let me field a weaker team. Once you get hammered, then that team, the other team comes in even more determined to, mm. 
to to have a go at you. And it doesn't matter with this team, these big teams, whether they're playing home or home or away. That's true. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. Okay, so if 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 Ola, you say that you know it's nice and early, of course, in the season, but if this game is already you know going going to have a bearing, you know, for either Liverpool and Chelsea. What will it say though about the two managers? About about Klopp, Imika. I'm going to start with you, and then and then you're going to give us your your thoughts on. This I, think, I think with Klopp, we've we've seen um, you know the culmination of all what he's done over the years. He's finally getting certain certain players, and to think that you know he bought all these players. Fabinho hasn't even started. Yeah. Um, one thing that he has going for him now is that there's competition for places, and that has raised the game because you see that storage coming in for for Fabinho the yeah. other day, and not only did he score, he was running around tackling and didn't get injured. Mm. You know, so, <laughs> so that's, that's an achievement for him. <laughs> so, so I think that we're going to see a very good game. Um, I'm just going to be very open-minded, and and I think we're going to enjoy enjoy the game because what I love about Sari is that he's got Chelsea, you know, doing what Buzzing. we what, what we complain about United. Yeah, you know, going into every game, and Eden Hazard is in such great form. Yeah, um, and I, you know, I wouldn't put it against him pulling an upset, but. Hey. Oh, so it would be an upset. Oh, be, uh, Stanford Bridge is going to be an upset. No, 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 I'm saying, I'm saying, no, I'm saying, I'm saying that, you know, with, with Hazard, he, he looks like he's capable of causing damage to any team. That's true. Yeah. This season. Look, I, I don't think we're going to learn anything new from Klopp that we haven't in the last two, two and a half seasons that mm. he's been in charge of Liverpool because he's got a good record against the top six. So even if he does win, to me, it's nothing new. What we're going to learn from Sarri, should Chelsea lose, right, is how he's able to bounce back and, you know, um, recover from that. Because, like I said, we saw it with Emre, lost against City at home, went to Chelsea, actually bounced back well, but he still lost the game. Mm. And, you know, for a new coach into the Premier League, it's, it's where you're measured by the setbacks because yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, the success will always come, especially yeah. if you're managing a team like Chelsea. Yeah. You are expected be, to win. Yeah. Exactly. You're expected to win and you will win. You've got the players, mm. you've got the budget. But it's when adversity kicks in where you've lost that big game and then next week is that tricky game where you might be playing Burnley away from home. Yeah. I know they're not, but I'm just saying, for example, where you have to then reassess yourself. So I think for me, it's going to say a lot about Sari in terms of, okay, what does he do now? This will be the first big test of adversity he would have faced this season. Does he panic? Does he, you know, keep it the yeah. way it is? And like I said, his big problem is up front because now whoever he starts up front has to do the job because that's who he has until January, yeah. until they can sign again because Morata, it's not working. Giroud, you know, he has these days, but, He'll you know... He'll give you an honest, an honest day's work, but... Yeah. But, you know, and... That's who he has. So yeah. now that means that literally Eden Hazard is going to have to be carrying that team yeah. uh, going yeah. forward in attacking um, options. But okay. I think Sari for me, if he does lose, we're going to find out, you know, what he's about in terms of, you know, um, dealing with adversity. Okay, quick prediction. Honestly, I think a 2-2 draw. Mika? Liverpool win. Score. Surprise, surprise. 3-0. Oh, this man. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay, I did not expect that. Woo. But uh, <laughs> let's move swiftly along to a, uh, the UEFA Champions League. It's up and running, and uh, we saw pretty much all the big sides in action last week. And while Messi opened you know, his campaign with a hat-trick for Barcelona, it was only not even 24 hours later that we saw a rather dramatic uh, uh, sort of end to Ronaldo's game for Juventus at Valencia. 
the man leaving the pitch and uh, pretty much in tears after I think we can all agree was a terrible decision to send him off. Yeah, can, can I start this by saying this, right? This is why I say that Messi-Ronaldo is the greatest sports rival in history. <laughs> because if these guys are separated by 24 hours, yeah. there's an event today and something, there's another event. Yeah. We have a hat-trick the next day, a red card the next yeah. day. That is what you want as a sports fan. You want, you want to keep your eyes glued to these two, you know, 24-7 <laughs> literally. <laughs> and could it have been painted any better? Either way, even if yeah. it was Ronaldo Messi who got the red card, yeah. Ronaldo had to. But that's just what makes you know, you sound, so you, good. You, you the sound good. The storylines like, between these two are, are just. You sound insane. like all those people who who think that footballs and sports started with the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you say greatest rivalry in sports, come on. <laughs> okay, well, 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 let's 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 go deeper into this though. And 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 again, we agree that the red card was was. Extremely harsh on, on Ronaldo in I agree. I mean, I, I think that sometimes these referees always want attention. I mean, there's some things that happen in the game. You want to just let the game uh, yeah. go on. He, he wasn't violent or anything. So, you know, sometimes some things you have to just let go. And to send off Ronaldo. Why, why, are, these refs, why are these refs so, so, what's the word? Liberal with cards when it comes to UEFA Champions League. Why, why are they, they literally, they bring them out just for fun. I don't understand. Like I said, sometimes the referees want attention. Mm. You know, I sent off Ronaldo. So all the headlines and all the arguments are yeah. about, about him. I mean, you don't send, send him off. You, you can even caution him. Mm. You know, because he didn't. He wasn't violent or anything. Yeah. No, you know, so, but, but the thing is, though, Mika, the worst part about it is that, you know, the touchline referee, the goal line referee yeah. also had a saying. So yeah, there were that's two true. people that had an influence on this call, not just the referee. Because I don't think the referee actually saw what happened. I think it was the touchline, uh, sorry, the goal line referee and that actually seen, made the call. We've and seen, and, and he would, so, sometimes he would, still, he would miss a handball He'll miss with, with five of them. He'll miss, so forth, he'll miss somebody, somebody pulling right a shirt. There. Pulling a shirt. Yeah. He will miss um, the ball crossing the line until. Because remember, UEFA always had those things. And ball yeah. cross the line. They say it's not a goal until it had to take the 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 goal goal line technology yeah. to 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 get it right. Well, actually, it's it's it's, 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 it's I'm glad you, <laughs> it's fascinating with because we've seen that particular ref. Uh, you know, make some really, really sort of controversial calls throughout the years as well. And it wasn't only the red card; it was also the three penalties that he gave in the game. Yeah, it was <laughs> it just, just looked. I think the penalties. I think two of the other two of them mm. were, were were just. The other yeah. one was a bit, you know, dicey. But you know, to me, I always think um, the the greater of good has to come into play when it comes to referees. Yeah, right. And I think in in that situation. You know, I know this might upset Amika as well because Sergio Ramos did not get a red card for... Should have gotten a red card. Should have, and he should have got a red yeah. card. And I always believe that in the context of the game, right, you try keep 11 men on the field yeah. as much I as agree, times, I agree right? with you. Because times. I know... Um, uh, sorry to throw Arsenal into this, but in 2006 when we played... Um, Barcelona. Barcelona in the yeah. final with Jens Lehmann and that tackle. And there was nothing the ref could do it was wide in the open. The rules were clear. Because mm. if he had given a yellow card, <laughs> I think the boss of would have invaded the pitch. Yeah. But in this case, you know, it was not as clear as daylight as what those two referees thought they saw. So yeah. he should have just said, you know what, in the interest of fairness, right? I did not see it. I'm going by a secondary source. Mm. But in the context of the game, it is Cristiano Ronaldo. 
It's a big game. Yellow Let card to eat 11 yeah. guys on the field. Yellow card to that's both players. Yellow card to both players. It's simple. It, it, I think that's exactly what he should have done. Now, like I said, you know, sometimes the refs want to be center of attention, and that's not good. Yeah, that's it, 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 in any situation where that happens, the game is just ruined. It, it's automatically ruined. But uh, if if we can take anything away from match day one in the Champions League, Bola, what uh, what sort of caught the attention? I must be honest to you, uh, the game that really caught my attention uh, was um, Real Madrid's game because, mm. you know, they there was something about them that just looked uh, more fluid and lethal. Mm. I know uh, we've discussed this without the, uh, them, without Ronaldo. And, you know, the one thing that I think is very underestimated about Real Madrid is, man, they've got an incredible bench. Yeah, they do. You know? <laughs> when you can pull, when you can flip a coin between Isco and Asensio, mm. And, you, you know, even if they start together, it's, it's mm. a problem. And I, I, I'm not seeing the absence of Ronaldo so I think far. They're, they're, so they're, they're, a lot more, them, they're a lot more unpredictable. They're, they're not as predictable now. Yes. And when I look at them, Bale is on form. Yeah. Uh, Benzema, Benzema is on scoring. form. Yeah. And there's something about them that just looks, like, frightening. Yeah. That yeah. In, in past seasons, you knew, okay, if you shut down Ronaldo, you can take Bale or Benzema. But this season, you even wonder, even wonder who do you want to add to that team? You know what? I don't think there's anybody per se you could add to Real Madrid this season because everything looks well. Might but not be... They have Thibaut Couture as well, so, yeah. you know... Uh, just to add to that point, might, might that not be the reason why they didn't actually push as hard as we thought they would for the likes of Neymar and Mbappe? Because they probably did see that, you know what? You, actually you, still you know, you know what my theory squad. is with Real Madrid? When I looked at them, especially I'm going to use the Champions League mm. game, right? I think what they looked at this season is that, you know what, we've got Couture, let's ride it out. Yeah. Okay, we're three-time champions, no need to get hasty, no need to get crazy and start trying to replace Ronaldo. Yeah. Right? Let's save all our money, keep it aside, and next year we're going all well, out. There, there, there wasn't anyone, That's what I think there, was, there was no one they could have bought. because They could have bought Hazard. They could have pushed, yeah, they well, could have pushed harder. They didn't push Hazard. Well, I don't know... That, that Hazard is Listen, exactly... But, okay. Had they put 200 million on the table to Chelsea, Which they Hazard had. wants to come, it would have happened. Hazard's, Hazard's not going to give you that number of goals. And and I mean, also and also from a from a marketing point of view, mm. you know, yes, occasionally Hazard says silly, says silly stuff, but Hazard still hasn't got yeah. that, that extra edge. Remember, this is, it's first about marketing. And I'm sure if they, if they could... They would have gone from Mbappe, but I think somehow, you know, something... On the other side of that coin, though, are we seeing that maybe Madrid are benefiting from not having a global superstar like Ronaldo? In, 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 in the sense that it looks, it looks as if the team, the team is, 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 is more I'll fluid, you, can is, I answer, is combining a bit more. I'll answer maybe your question. Everyone is a bit more I, I suspect... Can I answer your question with a different game in the Champions yeah. League? Um, PSG. Right. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, that was the other fantastic, game for me that stood out, right? Point, it was yeah. a big game. But you know what stood out for me uh, the most about that game was, uh, you know, we've reached a stage in football where superstar players and coaches, you know, a coach can't take off a superstar player as badly as, as bad he's Because yes. yeah. if PSG had taken Neymar out at 2-2, mm. that's a different game. Mm. Right. But funny yeah, enough, funny enough, funny, funny enough without, without, no, without Neymar, the, Neymar, Neymar was critical to the second equalizer. But what I'm saying is that 
at 2-2. That's why I said at 2-2, because Neymar was not having a good game. And for me, if they had taken Neymar out and probably said, you know what, we're at Anfield, mm. let's pay them the respect, they're finalists, let's close out for the point. Yeah. Take out Neymar and, um, you know, hold it down and just uh, play for the mm. draw. And that didn't happen for me. I so think, I think you have we're to... reaching that stage in football where it's so difficult for star players to be taken off mm. these days. And sometimes even for the benefit of the team, you know, you have to take off your star player. If, 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 if there's one thing I saw from that game, it's how Brazil failed in the World Cup. Because Roberto Firmino had a huge eye injury such that his coach wasn't even willing to play him from mm. the start. He comes on for a few minutes and he's so decisive. Whereas, whereas Neymar, who's the, the, supposed to be the, the superhero, um, is there for the entire he was game. So poor. And it's just, it was he just, was I mean, so he had, at the point, Neymar was, was running so with the ball and, and, you know, Alexander Arnold comes and just pokes the ball off, off him and starts another attack. Was, and Alexander Arnold was running was right out on the right. Mm. He's supposed to be, Defending against Neymar, he was running right out there. The only good thing that PSG did in that game was bring the kit that they wore. It was fire. You oh, saw that. You saw that. The Jordans, that, that yes. Yeah, that collaboration with with, uh, with uh, Jordan. I thought that it was is, nice. It is glorious. That I tell you, is. you know, the other game that um, was also interesting was the Inter Tottenham game. Ah, and yes, yes. Pochettino made some blunders in the in the substitutions. Even even I think and from from before the game, leaving both Alderweireld and and Trippier back. Yes, yeah. and, they, and, they, and, they, and those two, those two, those two. And I mean that, that had a group, great season. So that far. group could literally go down to that game because Barcelona mm. hammered um, a PSV, a PSV in their mm. first game. So obviously, you expect Tottenham to beat PSV. I'm not sure they're going to beat them by the same margin. Yeah. But that could be the tiebreaker in that game. Mm. Whereas if Tottenham don't, don't had won be, that game, or even, okay, play too, for the draw. Don't be too yeah. sure. Don't be too, don't be too sure. Off at, uh, we've, we've seen Tottenham in the Champions League um, rise above, you know, certain adversity sometimes. We've mm. seen them do very well. I, I, I just think that, you know, they should a pitch in that game that they were, they were very confident, which is why, I mean, if I'm leading 1-0 and it's five minutes to go, I'll close shop. Uh, but somehow they were very confident that they needed to, to keep going. And, and I mean, I, th I think I, I might agree with you in the sense that up until that point, Inter hadn't really troubled Michel Vorm at all. I think yes. you know, up until uh, Icardi scored that, that, that fantastic volley, mm. but what a goal Inter that hadn't was. Done, that hadn't was done, they hadn't done a lot going forward. But uh, they, will, they will be very, you know, very happy and take a lot of confidence in how in their first game, you know, returning to the Champions League, they came up against a, a, a very confident Could side. Could see the San Siro back it, in the it Champions really League. Is. No, it don't, really don't call is. it San when Inter plays, right? Okay, that you're safe in the Good to see the back in the... No, but it it, it really was good. To, it really was good to see, and and you, I think you could tell from the way they celebrated, you know, the, the, their winner that they they are just really glad to be back. And, yeah, Icardi, and Icardi, you know, when you look at the Cardi, you wonder why Argentina didn't didn't, didn't take him to the World yeah, Cup. I, see, I think Argentina. I think that's another player that uh, I think this will be his last season. At well, Inter. you know, you know what yeah. he did. He's finally he, he's taken Inter to the Champions League, mm. and I think he'll he'll see it through. I wouldn't be surprised, right? Real Madrid don't have another striker, guys. I know they've invested in Mariano, but I think Benzema, I think Benzema's time at uh, Madrid is, uh, has come to an end this season. I will not be surprised if I see Icardi, Icardi. at uh, Madrid next okay. season. Let's, 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 let's look at the Champions League, though, from a, an English point of view. Uh, so, wins for Liverpool, wins for United. Uh, awesome. Uh, no. <laughs> no, come on. Don't no. waste our time, please. Uh, who, uh, Spurs Man City lost. lost. City, I was, I'm going, I'm, that's where I'm going with this. City stand pretty much at home. 
I wasn't shocked by that loss, to be honest with you. I, also, look, I predicted Man City would win, yeah. but I wasn't shocked at the loss. Because first of all, right, um, Lyon have ac- actually played well last season, mm. right? And, um, you know, when you look at the players that Lyon have, I mean, Nabil Fakir, who is supposed to be at Liverpool. I think he wanted to prove right? a point. Um, <laughs> and, he Memphis, did, and he did. Manchester is just a few, Memphis, a few minutes away from Liverpool. Memphis Depay, established Premier League player. Um, Traore, who mm. comes from the Chelsea setup. So they have attacking options. So I wasn't that surprised when I saw Lyon play well. Mm. The disappointing thing that I think, um, in, in Pep's case, uh, for Man City was that I thought he should have played Aguero, to be honest with mm. you. Gabriel Jesus this season from the World Cup just is a shadow of himself. I yeah. don't know if it's confidence. I don't know what it is. But I still don't even think... La- even last, even last season. And they I think, underestimated I think, Leon. I think yeah. Jesus from his injuries, uh, some edge has been taken off him. Before he got injured, he was almost difficult to stop. Yeah. But I think that, you know, maybe he still needs a little bit more time to get back to, to his best. His confidence, you know. Do, do you agree with Paula when he says they maybe did underestimate Leon? Everybody underestimates Leon. Mm. And, you know, Leon is like a football factory. They, they produce tremendous, you know, talent mm. and also great football. And, and I think Nabil Fekir is one of the most underestimated uh, players. To a large extent, I think, you know, his, his talent yeah. was a bit too expressive for Desham in the World Cup that, you know, he wanted to... Because I, I, I was listening to the, the review of the World Cup and Desham was saying that, you know, as much as possible, he tried to play to get his guys to, you know, subdue their individual um, abilities uh, and rather than try and fit into the, the role for the team. So mm. you see him coming in five minutes, sometimes, you know, seven minutes to the end of the, of the game. But this was like his opportunity to put himself out there mm. to say, look, whatever the injury scare or story was at Liverpool, I'm still very good. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I, and, and I reckon, um, I won't be surprised if Liverpool go back for him. Okay, well, that would be quite interesting to see if they do go back for him and that where he would play because it, you guys are well stocked as far as uh, the attacking side of things is concerned. But it wouldn't be right if we didn't end the show without touching on uh, Ronaldo. He's uh, finally scoring at uh, Juventus. Well, I, I always said he was going to score. Mm. The thing with Ronaldo is that he's, I mean, goal scoring comes naturally, not yeah. natural to him. He just needed that, that one goal and you could see the, the joy in his face yeah. when he scored. A very, simple, yes, a very simple tap in. And that's yeah. uh, the thing with him is that, you know, <laughs> once he's not scoring, celebrate like he won the championship. If he finds, if he finds I, one I, goal, I, I, just, I, I honestly what, shook my head. What I love about Ronaldo is that, you know, for all the goals, all his achievements, he comes into the next game almost like it's his first game. Mm. You know, and that's what I love about him. Yes, he's arrogant. Yes, he's crazy sometimes. But, you know, just that competitive edge that he has, it's, it's, um, it's so difficult to, 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 to explain yeah. that, you know, he's won everything and he, maybe he might not win the World Cup because I, I don't know if he still will be available for the next World Cup, but I think that he strives, he strives to, no, to make himself for, available. You know, Juventus <laughs> has won the league always and I think they'll win the league, but I think yeah. Ronaldo's target will be to, to write his name by, by leading them to the championship, which was why he was in tears. Yeah. But, you know, Juventus don't need him. Could be because he might be suspended for the game. At Listen, yeah, he will. That, that's one. But the thing with, United, with Juventus is that United, Juventus are set up to play with 10 men. Yeah. They're that's, always willing to sacrifice that's, that's, that's one player. But point. unfortunately, such a good point. they don't sacrifice their forward player. What they sacrifice is one defender who will take a tackle or something. So when, when they went, Ronaldo was sent up. I wasn't worried because I, yeah. I knew that somehow, somehow, when they are 10 men, it's almost like their, their antennas just realign 
And now we can play. <laughs> then, like, okay. You saw what they did to Tottenham last season? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, it, it's, it's good to see him scoring, and uh, even even if uh, he's scoring tappins, it's it's okay, Ronaldo. We 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 love you either way. Well, that's pretty much what we do have for episode seven then of a pitch invasion. Uh, next time we speak to you, would have had the MTN8 final. Would have seen uh, Chelsea and Liverpool in a big game uh, over the weekend. United uh, need to bounce back. Arsenal are at home too. Is it Brighton? No, we're playing Watford at home. Oh, Watford at home. Difficult um, game, huh? Uh, maybe last season I would have said so, but uh, we're in good form. Listen, can I just say something? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> if Liverpool lose this game and we win, we are three points behind you. Bear in mind, we lost our opening two games. Isn't that... Can you imagine? You know what I like? I'm, you would not have... After two games, you would have thought Arsenal now. You, you know, settle for you know what I like? top six finish. You know, you know what I like? Should Liverpool lose this game, we are in the title hunt. You use, you use two words. If and should, which are which are wishful thinking. Listen, the next the next time we meet, ah, uh, is what the one of the great mafia bosses of the said. Like he said, he tried to get someone recruit one of the top guys into his team. Yeah. And the guy said, no, no, no. I'm thinking about. It. He said, okay, look, the next time we meet, either you my friend or you my enemy. <laughs> the next time we meet, my friend. Amika, you it will be it will be it will be it will be, it will be seven games unbeaten. <laughs> And and eight, so so we're already seven overall. It'll be seven. It'll be mm -hmm. eight in all. It'll be eight in all competitions because we're gonna beat Chelsea in both the Carabao and in the league unbeaten. So it's gonna be nine. Then. So it's gonna be nine. It'll be nine, yes. Yeah. Next time <laughs> okay. we meet. Right, and we can't we can't forget. There's a big game also in Italy. Uh, top two sides are meeting uh, over the weekend. Juventus yes. up against Napoli. So that's something that uh, you should look out for as well as far as the weekend's proceedings. Ronaldo hat trick. Okay, oh, Amika, we'll 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 we'll, we'll we'll hat trick. Kulibali is not a guys. <laughs> don't score hat tricks against Kulibali. Amika is predicting three 0 win for, for Ronaldo. Ronaldo, 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 Ronaldo scored a bicycle kick against Juventus with all the bicycle kick and defenders. <laughs> I, th I, I, I think okay, they just said, you know what, we want this guy here next season, guys. Let him go. Let him go. We we actually, we actually after the bicycle kick, we 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 came up with a name for Ronaldo's uh, autobiography once he's done. And we'll call it Bicycle Kick and 12 Tappins. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, uh, my name is Loazi Zikubu. I'm Kola Makwaza. And Emeka Nyadiki, who never walks alone. <laughs> and from all of us here on Pitch Invasion, it's cheers for now.